Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Uh, this episode with Jack Inslee continues our tradition of talking about sports documentaries. We started this right when COVID pretty much hit. We started with The Last Dance, and we've uh, continued ever since. Uh, the NBA Finals are going on right now. I'm enjoying them. Jack is enjoying them. So we decided to stick with basketball, and we watched a film that we both enjoyed. I enjoyed it, I think, a little bit more than Jack, Finding Big Country. It's currently available on Amazon Prime. It's only 40 minutes long. I didn't know this story. I'm interested in this story. We've already done a Sonics doc. We've done a, a Raptors doc. It makes sense to do a Grizzlies doc. And it's worth your time, even if you're not a basketball fan. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this film, maybe more than any other basketball docs we've watched. I'm thinking about that. Okay. It's a horrible time. I mentioned COVID. And because of COVID, we now have a Patreon account. Please consider donating it at youmethemeverybody.com. It's in our About page. It's in every podcast description. If you're listening to this in iTunes or Spotify, please consider going to youmethemeverybody.com. Without further ado, Jack Inslee and I on Finding Big Country. It was your pick, and you picked Finding Big Country, a short film. It's 40 minutes um, that does not feature the music once of the very famous band Big Country. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, though the film does end with some rap song about the Grizzlies that was pretty hilarious. Which is featured in her follow-up 17-minute film that you could watch on YouTube about other Grizzly superfans. Really? Yeah, it ends with a live performance of that song. Amazing. So based on that, you probably could guess what I thought about it. What did you think of the film Finding Big Country, currently streaming on Amazon Prime? I was rolling my eyes through the first half of the film. Um, it was very much, it was, I had a lot of questions. Why should I care about this person and her journey? By the end of it, man, the, the good vibes just washed over me like a big wave. And I got some, some feels at the end. It, it felt good. And I had to ask myself why I why my gut reaction was to try to hate on this thing that was just pretty well intended and pure and harmless and just pretty much a feel good story I think. Yeah, it is a feel good story. <laughs> okay, so Cat James is the filmmaker, but she's also pretty much our our lead in the film, and she's on a quest to find the whereabouts, the current whereabouts of uh, Big Country. Uh, Bryant Reeves, who was essentially the Vancouver Grizzlies. Yes. The same way Jordan was the Chicago Bulls. Especially in terms of how we remember them and Mm -hmm. and all that. Um, Worth mentioning, and I realized this after watching the film, that she was doing this on a $100,000 grant. Um, Yeah, which makes me want to move to Canada even more. Yeah, really, right? This is amazing. Okay, so some of my first questions were like, how is she, where is she getting the resources to reach out to these people? It didn't really make sense to me how this super fan just picks up the phone and is like, let me call. It's not that hard. You could do this with. I I can't just call Mike Bibby right now. You could figure out how to get to Bibby within like three phone calls. Don't lie to yourself. We all could. (laughs) Okay. I could name two people right now that can get me on a phone with Mike Bibby in the next 24 hours. You're cooler than me, then. No, you know these same people, too. You're just not thinking about it. It doesn't matter. The point is this. Uh, This is a true passion project in the same way that the Supersonic stock that they also bill as propaganda was a passion project. And therefore, I am 100% down with our lead ushering us through this story, mostly because Bryant Reeves is not sad. There's no real drama here. 
No, there was no real drama. So her personal journey kind of had to be the anchor of that. And I mean, it's funny to think how many different directions this could have taken, right? Mm -hmm. Here's this young filmmaker. She's, it's a good idea. It's ripe. I'd be excited to hop on this project. Like, awesome. Yeah, no one's heard from Big Country. Great. Cool idea for a doc. It could have taken any emotional turn. We don't know. Something horrible might have happened mm -hmm. to him. He may be, you know. But yeah, like you said, he's just he's doing fine. fine. He's, he's totally fine. fine. Okay, so this was made in 2018, and it came out in 2018. It's now 2020. Um, she, she's not lying when she's saying she had a hard time finding Bryant Reeves. Everyone did, because if you go to Bryant Reeves' Wikipedia page, which I'm sure you did as soon as this film was over, there's Indeed. nothing after the NBA career. No, and any article that has any information at all about him is now referencing her doc. Mm -hmm. So she did real work here. She did. And I think and she did a very nice job. job. Do you know how she did do a good job. Do you know how Bryant Reeves ended his professional career? I mean, with injury, but what do you mean specifically? Okay, so he's on the Vancouver Grizzlies his entire career, and then they moved to Memphis, right? Yes. He is still technically on the Memphis team, but mm -hmm. he never played in any real uh, any regular season games. This is the second to the last uh, line of his Wikipedia entry. During the preseason play in the fall of 2001, Reeves had experienced back pain and had to be taken off the court with two connected stretchers carried by eight of his teammates. Oh, God. He never played in the regular season as a member of the Memphis Grizzlies. He, to me, he is Vancouver basketball. Like, it's like his body said, no, you belong north of here. <laughs> yes. I was trying State. to find the footage of that. Um, I couldn't. I would love to see that footage because that's the only way I would have ended this if I was her. I wouldn't be surprised if the footage doesn't really exist. I yeah. don't know that a lot of those exhibition games are being filmed back then, especially now with NBA TV, mm -hmm. different story. But also, once again, not a sad story. So, like, where would you throw that in? Maybe, like, last scene um, whereabouts of Bryant Reeves was, like, ushered off the court with two stretchers and eight of his teammates, which is a beautiful, sad image. I thought they ended it very... She did a very good job, oh, yeah. I thought. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, like, what a what a... What a slam dunk. Uh, don't, don't, sorry. Donating the shoe and the jersey yeah. at the end. That was great, man. That that gave me the feels. And um, I mean, it was it was sweet. The one problem I had, if I was going to, if I was an editing, uh, an editor or producer on this, it's, it's in the beginning, she's trying to build this drama around like, I, I've tried everything. I can't find them. And she goes, and my phone bill's going through the roof. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, I know. Come on, well, this isn't the 90s. What are you talking well, about? Well, to be fair, to be fair, maybe it's a Canadian phone plan, and she's like, I refuse to use Google. I refuse to use, oh. like, Skype. That could be true. Okay. I re retracted. Retracted. I, I currently have a $9.68 balance on my uh, Google Chrome number. Uh, Google Chrome, Jesus Christ, my Chrome, my uh, Google number, because I had to do an interview with somebody based in Mexico and I needed to record it, so I didn't use my cell yep. phone. Therefore, I had to buy credits. So maybe that's why. Could be it. Um, there's another little funny moment in the film for me where, by accident, they're they're kind of 
hyping him up and saying like this guy went against the best of the best and they just by chance the first name that pops up when they when they cut to this montage of him against the greats is luke longley well to be fair it's luke longley jordan pippen rodman i know but it's you know it's like the best of the best first name listed luke longley i'm like yeah okay so i that that shot also reminded me that like oh yeah basketball is probably the easiest sport to get the biggest name athletes in a photo with like no names totally and that's not like a knock on no names even though inherently it is but um the likelihood of Bryant Reeves doing something good if he's playing 30 minutes against the Bulls is like incredibly high yes unlike Football, baseball, even oh, if you're a journeyman, a journeyman, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. You're you're not. It's not the same. So that's another thing I kept thinking of. I, I also want to know how you felt about the Patrick Ewing inclusion. Um, indifferent because it was just part of a montage. What I did like is she's kind of explaining how painful it was to root for this shitty team, and yeah. they were never good. They're one of the worst teams in NBA history, and by chance, coincidence or not when she's going through her memorabilia from childhood, the only non-Grizzlies item in there is a Knicks basketball. Yeah, I noticed that. And I was like, maybe she just liked losers. Uh, you know, <laughs> That's uh, not fair because in a different shot, um, not in the current day, but like uh, a photo of her like in junior high, you see a Bulls basketball. Okay. So I think so, that was more like somebody in her life was like, hey, basketball, and we're in Vancouver. Yep. Who's at the local sports authority, it's going to be the Knicks, it's going to be the Bulls, it's going to be the Lakers, it's going to be the Grizzlies. So the subplot here that we kind of unearthed through looking for Bryant Reeves and the question she asks is like, why has Vancouver totally forgotten about its basketball team? Mm -hmm. Um, Clearly not the storied history that the Sonics had, so there's not this emotional attachment from the city to the team, but it was interesting that she goes to the BC Hall of Fame. There is not any memorabilia or sign of the Vancouver Grizzlies. No banners in the arena, not a plaque, nothing. That did feel weird to me. Well, they never do they ever make the playoffs? I don't think it matter though. I mean then what's the banner? That they were there. That like, hey, we had an NBA team. Okay, think about how many games the Globetrotters have played in every single arena. Should there be a Globetrotters banner in every arena? They probably played more home games or more games than any other team. There were Globetrotters banners in Nassau Coliseum in Long Island. Okay. So maybe there should be. Yeah. Long Island, you know, and any kind of small arena. It's like, it felt weird. It felt like maybe the owner was so upset about it and angry that they were just like, fuck this. Or as we learned in the Sonics doc, the team history does go to the new city with the new team. So any of those records or stats are kept in Memphis. Let's look um, that up. Memphis Grizzly banners? I mean, are you asking, is there a mention of Vancouver in the yeah. Memphis arena? I don't know if we can find that via Google. I'm but looking up Memphis Grizzlies in-stadium banners. They do a throwback. Okay, um, so there you go. They, they, they did wear this season the throwback Grizzlies jerseys, which are one of my favorites in NBA history. Oh, they're great. Love that jersey. It's incredible. Oh, could I ask you a tangent jersey question? I I was trying to figure out the most uh, versions, uh, both like alternate and official. Do the Suns have the most? What's the question? 
How many? Uh, most teams have three jerseys, correct? Like yeah, a white jersey, a black jersey, and then their color jersey. So the next yeah, but now these days the NBA is doing these like city jerseys. There's yeah. all kinds of exactly. weird alternate. But for the most, like, but for these finals, it's like the Heat have white, the Heat have black, and the Heat have red. The Lakers have yellow, the Lakers have, but they could also pull out purple. It doesn't matter. I think Mm -hmm. the Suns have the most non special. I mean, the Suns have the most amount of jerseys every year, period. Oh, man. I don't know the answer to that question. I, I couldn't figure it out if it was the Suns or the Nuggets. Either one seems like a good bet, but I don't know. Okay. That was a tangent. Said, and I apologize. Yeah, these, it's okay. The Grizzlies jerseys are fantastic, though, and all of her merch and memorabilia made me want a, something of the Grizzlies. Yeah, it holds up really, really well. It reminded me of the Vince Carter doc that we saw as well. That just reminded me of like all that mid to late '90s stuff has aged in a way that I thought then was going to be horrible, but I think it holds up. Absolutely. So that was the other expansion team. It was the Toronto Raptors and the Vancouver Grizzlies, and. Talk about like leaving subtlety off the table. They just they they lunge with one team is bright purple and a fucking dinosaur <laughs> as the logo, and then you get the Grizzlies with this huge Grizz. I mean, just awesome. And at the yeah. time, I do remember it being kind of cringy because most of the legacy teams had pretty subtle branding, and it, yeah. nothing was that ridiculous. And it was like, oh my god, what are these two cartoon Space Jam teams that we've brought into the NBA from Canada? Well, that's Yet- the thing. Do you think this inspired Space Jam? I had a question about that because Bryant Reeves has shoes, he said, that were made by Warner Brothers, exactly. which made me think that he was a monster. Ooh, yeah. Maybe for like, you know, for imaging and reasons? character for, uh, design. Bryant Reeves Space Jam. <laughs> There's uh, the 2015 article from sneakerhistory.com. So this predates the doc. Big Country Bryant Mays made the ultimate sneaker mistake is the headline. I will link to this in the podcast description. Uh, it's going right now. Yeah. So apparently he, they, they, because of the success of Space Jam, the studio decided to get into the sneaker game and they signed Big Country as uh, one of their, so the, they're actually Warner Brothers sneakers. That's so cool. Uh, they signed Glenn Rice and Big Country Bryant Reeves. Rice departed for a deal with Nautica. Huh. Wow. Which is amazing. So Bryant Reeves was the face of the Warner Brother sneaker brand. Cool. That's amazing. Which makes those shoes he donated to her even cooler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I've always wondered um, the trim around the, the Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. Is that... Uh, a tribute to indigenous people? Oh, don't know. I I think it is, and everything I see is just like people on board saying like, yeah, of course it's that, but I, I want to see uh, something official because I think that's a really cool, neat nod of taking something that's like cartoony and funny and for kids, but also honoring the uh, the locals, I guess you could say. Not the history because this is a new thing, but uh, honoring the, uh, the the city's past. Yeah, maybe I, mean, I shouldn't I say pass. I don't, honoring the city, period. Right. Yes, I think that's a, a safe bet. I think having watched this doc, I'm wondering if the best pieces of the Vince Carter doc, the Seattle Sonics doc, and this Vancouver Grizzlies Bryant Reeves doc could be made into some larger story around 
NBA expansion and relocation. Yeah, I love that idea. You're right. Let's get funding from the Canadian government. <laughs> I'm thinking because I'm John Hodgman, a uh, famous funny man podcaster, um, jokingly says he loves extinct hockey. So he loves the Hartford Whalers and stuff like that, right? I find this stuff incredibly fascinating. I'm super interested in the moves that almost happened, specifically the Chicago White Sox to Florida. Um, these are the moves that I think are important and say something about not only the nation, but clearly the sport itself, right? Uh, the the Nets move from Jersey to Brooklyn means something, right? The mm-hmm. You mentioned the Nassau Coliseum. The Islanders move from from there to Brooklyn, but sort of back and forth. That is interesting, and I don't think discussed enough. But the reason why we're not discussing this is because these teams are inherently failures. Mm. They don't move historically great franchises unless you're the Baltimore Colts. I'm trying to think if I can find an exception to this. Could you say the Minneapolis Lakers were historically amazing or not? I don't know. The What happened with... The Hornets slash Pelicans was interesting. It was interesting for sure, but, but there was a reason why that happened, and then there was, was a quick, reason why. Right, right, right. And that was quickly, quickly remedied. Yes. So I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe only franchises in disarray are the ones that are moving, relocating, losing their city. But the I guess the Sonics. The would Sonics be, are would the be, probably the biggest one, other than the Baltimore Colts. Right, and the Sonics. No, owners kind of knew this and as we discussed in that pod kind of tanked and like destroyed the team mm-hmm. to make that move easier to stomach because had they been had had to move a playoff team to Oklahoma City then you know but I mean that that argument is sort of bunk too because like why do you draft Kevin Durant then why do you draft one of the top 10 players in the NBA well because management's staying okay Okay. Right, like the, 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 that guy was already on board. He's like, yeah, let's, you know. Okay. We have okay. a shining star to build around in Oklahoma. Okay. Does any part but of anyway, you hope I mean, that the Thunder never win a ring? Nah. I like, I, I want Thunder fans to be happy, but I hope they never run yeah, a ring. Too. Unless the management changes. No, I want, I want people to be, yeah, I mean, I think all fans deserve that. No, they don't. I think it's fair if the Chicago Bulls never win another championship. Like, I should never complain. I mean, that's fair. As we we speak of the the Lakers and their fans and how entitled they are. Yeah, but Um, LeBron's going to save this country. So, like, I'm not rooting for the Lakers this year. I'm rooting for LeBron. My wife asked me, like, are you rooting just because of LeBron? I was like, yeah, that's a a good enough reason to root for a team you have historically not enjoyed. Like, he's trying to save the world. I love heels, and I think Jimmy Butler is an amazing heel. Yeah, he's not a great heel. He's um he's too inspiring. Mm. His performance in Game Three was so you can't. It's hard to kind of hate that guy when he's essentially going against a team alone. And like in the fourth quarter, he's like talking shit. He is selling expensive coffee. We know that's how much true. Loves to hate on and that. Michelob Ultra. Yeah. So are you rooting for the Heat or the Lakers? I'm rooting for the Heat, but I know they're not going to win. I don't know about that, man. People get not hot. Crazy things happen. Crazy things happen, but uh, LeBron's got a track record here. Are you rooting for anyone in the World Series or no? I'm a Yankees fan. 
Okay. So you okay? So you're so, rooting for the Yankees. Part of me is rooting for the Astros because if you're gonna lean into 2020, like lean into 2020, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, actually, that's that is that is dark. And also, if and that way, if the Yankees don't win, my team's already out. So I could be like, well, this cl- season clearly didn't count if the Astros win. Right. I mean, the Astros should should make it and then get COVID. That would be the real. <laughs> 2020 twist. Does Vancouver deserve an NBA team? Nope. Why? <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say. No, clearly not. Look, they paid no honor or tribute to have the basketball whatsoever. It's okay, so fine, clear fine, that fine. they don't care about basketball. Does Seattle deserve a team? Yes, Seattle deserves a team. What if there was a split Seattle-Vancouver thing and they each played 20 games at home? Oh, I'm just yeah. throwing that up. So instead of the Vancouver Grizzlies or the Seattle Supersonics, they're the Pacific Northwest something. Oh, God, the forest fires. Yeah, the um, forest fires. No, man. Seattle deserves a, a team, full stop. I agree, I, mean, like, I agree. Do you think... You the- see these, like man on the street interview she's doing and they're like the vancouver what now the grizzly like, people don't even know my favorite is the kid a- wearing the vancouver grizzly shorts he's like i don't know what that is <laughs> he's like i don't know what you're talking about yeah that was great <laughs> i like this filmmaker i'm gonna I'm, I'm excited to see what she does next i hope she does get a team i like well, vancouver you, you know what they uh espn just over the summer debuted this oh that's great so i would assume that means good things for her and her career um, and hopefully for her financially, she was um, really sweet and easy to root for. And those, you know, the genuine joy in her during those shots of her and Big Country hanging out. I mean, how do you just not love it? Yeah, come on. Also, after watching stuff like One in a Billion or the pretty much anything we've seen that's basketball related and there's no like hidden this is where the money comes from or we're trying to sell this blank this is like a pure i'm doing this for the purity of it and that's why there's a documentary about this dude which includes not one but two jokes about the size of cow shit (laughs) (laughs) oh i should end it there but i i enjoyed this too much to end it there she brought a bobblehead with her to a local pizzeria in in Oklahoma. And for like 10 minutes, I was like, does that bobblehead come with every pizza? Because if so, I want to get to Oklahoma to order that pizza. But it's clearly her own bobblehead that she brought along for the journey. That's correct. Okay, good. That is correct. The footage of her and him playing one-on-one was excellent. I 100% forgot about that thing that like, Everyone that I played basketball with in the '90s did with their shoes in their hands. Like, oh yeah, wiping down their shoes like you're like you're Jordan or something. Like you're not. Yes, yes. The completely unnecessary but seemingly like habitual wiping down the shoes. Yes, I loved it. I mean, you're right though. In a, in that there's no hidden agenda to this film, but also that very rarely if ever do these movies end with the player just being happy yeah these these where are they now stories it's like ooh drugs ooh yeah whatever 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 what a happy dude so here's the thing according to basketballreference.com he got paid his full salaries for 0102 and 0203 
Oh yeah, if you retire because of injury, that you're entitled to your money. So he got 11.5 in 0102 and 13 million for 2002-2003. Pretty much a little bit less than half of his entire playing career salary. Based on what we've seen from this doc and the surrounding areas where he's from, he's retired and then retired his grandkids because he doesn't appear Correct. to be spending any big money, no pun intended, and he seems to be making money with the cattle. Not a crazy amount. At least amount, enough to subside on, exactly. right? Yeah, he's not draining his accounts. But he also I has the custom basketball think. court and the custom logo hat and the custom logo gates, which makes me wonder, like, why can't I find anything about his farm when I Google him? It's a good question. I mean, it feels like a lot of upfront cost in that. I think when he bought, got the property, he kind of decked it all out, but it doesn't seem like he's spending much, if any, money these days. Though, who knows? Yeah. We got a little chunk of this. I mean, the guy could be a raging alcoholic by night. We don't know. Doesn't seem but like it. Doesn't seem like it. And, and in this portrayal, he seems like, yeah, he's just setting up for his kids and grandkids to have good lives. And that's it. That's one of the one actual complaints I have is like the one of the final shots is like him with a very small person, maybe a year and a half, two years old. It's not clear if that's his child or grandkid. I had the same question. And that's a thing that I would kind of like to know. But like, like I said before, dude has no personal anything on his Wikipedia page. Like he's a very private individual. I'm, I'm not sure that that conversation happened, but I wouldn't be surprised if like, I don't want my family involved in this and I don't blame the guy. I was just, I would like to know that stuff. And he might not want you to. And good for him. Um, and good for him. Do You don't want more NBA expansion now, right? I think we've gone over um, this. I would, no, I wouldn't mind it. Where would you I go? think the league the league could use more parity, and I don't know if this would lead to more parity or not. So I think an expansion would have to be it would have to be alongside some salary cap changes or some other kind of structural change. The NBA could use more parity though, and um, I don't know how that's achieved. Here's what to I want: be honest, I want more teams specifically for the NBA, but. They all have to be owned by former players. Well, that is the future that. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be like I played. It doesn't have to be like Gary Payton owns the next Seattle SuperSonics. So just I like Kevin Garnett's right now talking about becoming an owner. Like that's the level of ownership I want to see. I think we will see that in our lifetime. I think it's what LeBron James is moving towards, and I think as you're seeing more and more like the story of the Knicks I think will ultimately play into why players get into ownership and why it matters because no matter what the Knicks do no matter who they bring on personnel wise LeBron and other smart woke sorry for the word players they don't want to play for the guy Mm -hmm. he's out here donating money to Republican candidates because the Democrat is trash talking him yeah um and that matters so like I don't think the big market thing matters as much anymore. I think ownership matters. And I think when we get our first team owned by LeBron James, you're going to see players want to go there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And okay. Let's say the Vancouver's come back and the owner is Patrick Ewing and the Vancouver Grizzlies are facing the New York Knicks in the finals. Who are you rooting for? Knicks all day. <laughs> 